Hi you guys, welcome back to the Hardcore Honesty Podcast. Um, today is part two of three of this series with Joey and the victims. Um, I want to thank you guys so much for the support for last week, and those of you that didn't enjoy it, you know, they, I, I don't know really what to tell you, but without further ado, I want to get into this interview with my friend Ben Shimkus, who um, was the first one I saw post about this, and his post really blew up. And, you know, I'm looking forward to hearing what all of you have to say about this. All right, guys, and welcome back to the Hardcore Honest Tea podcast. Um, today, we are taking a bit of a um, more not reality show take on real life. We're going to have a real life situation. Um, everyone remembers just over a year ago when the Sherry Pie shenanigans began and all of the um, allegations of her assault came out and it was one after the other. It was a snowball effect. And I remember specifically that the person I'm going to interview today um, was the first Facebook thing that I saw about it. Um, and I just remember my heart breaking and I remember just there was so much that went on. And then a year later, this is coming out because I'm not even going to say her name. Joey is going on a, um, who know, I'm not sure what Joey's doing. Um, it's to be found out. But I definitely think in this situation, we need to be able to hear all aspects. Um, I think victims of her horrendous crimes need to have their voices heard more than anyone. I think their voices should have been heard before hers. So today joining us, we have Ben Shimkiss, who is going to just, you know, share his story and his, you know, everything that goes along with this that we haven't heard because we've read a few things and a few articles, but there has been no media other than print that I've seen about this. Is that right? Yep, pretty much. That's horrendous. Hi, how are you? Uh, we're we're doing okay. We're doing okay over here. How are you doing? I'm all right. You know, this podcast is normally just talking shit about cross-dressers and what they wear. <laughs> Angela going to Mexico. And then all of a sudden in the past week, everything is kind of... Yeah, yeah. Taking a... Somewhat different uh, viewpoint for this podcast then. Yeah, I mean, but you know, the thing that people listen to this for is they know that I like to get the full honest opinion and, um, you know, the truth. And I want to hear yours. I have Sherry coming on. I'm going to try my best not to say her name. I have Joey coming on. Um, and I think before that happened, I needed, and it is necessary for your voice to be heard. So, yes. you know, there's so many stories. Um, a lot of them have parallels and a lot yeah. don't, but I figured just let you kind of tell your story and then, you know, we can discuss it and whatever we need to do. Like, I, how did you know Joe? Like, you were, were you friends with Joey? So Joey and I, um, we both went to college together. Um, we actually there are like five or six things that I could actually say here. Um, we worked professionally as actors together for a period of time too. We worked at um, a small summer stock theater out in Western Michigan um, for two different summers. Um, one of which was after um, all of 
you know, I, I had found out about Alice and Mozzie <laughs> and like all of our friends knew it. So like Joey knew that I knew about Alice and Mozzie and we still like had to somehow be professional actors <laughs> together, which was an experience. Oh, well, um, that, that will test your acting abilities right there. <laughs> it definitely did. And he played my dad in the first show that we did too. So it's just not, not the best. Oh my God. <laughs> but yeah, so um, we knew each other from, from college at first. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so Joey was two years older than me. Um, so he was there for three years actually um when I was there as well um the year that he left um afterwards I had somehow weaseled my way into getting in contact with Allison Mossy along with five of my friends at the time at Cortland um and then eventually like weird things started to pop up so I started to question it I reached out to um, Playwrights Horizons, which was the theater that I was supposedly auditioning for, and they said they had no recollection of who Alice Mossy was. That's when I knew the, the the jig was up. And so then I reached out to all five of the people that had been in some capacity talking to Alice Mossy at that moment. And yeah, decided to tell all of us, like, this is not real. We need to stop. This is Joey. Um, moved on from there. Uh, two, three years later, I had heard that Joey left, went to another contract, and um, he had done the same exact thing to other people. Um, what eventually was the stories of Landon and Josh um, in the theater in Nebraska, actually. Um, so I knew about those in 2017 or 2018, um, and then decided to come forward in 2020 um, because in the past when I had told college professors, they did not believe me. Um, when I told people in the legal system, they said that I didn't have enough evidence, even civil courts, I did not have enough evidence to prove anything. Um, and so social media became the only way that we could actually get our stories out and, and have people hear about this. Um, so I came forward with five years of information knowing that this was continually happening to more people and yeah. Jesus. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, we've read about it. We've heard about it. I was definitely on the front lines of chaos and tearing her the fuck apart <laughs> when this started. Um, and I never knew it was as bad as it was. I didn't know that this went on in like different areas. And I thought this was kind of like an isolated period of time and it just all happened at once and she was doing it to numerous people and then it all came out. I had like, how long of a period of time do you think that she went, did this? Um, so we have evidence dating essentially a decade um, that people from high school um, that like Joey went to Boston Spa High School in upstate New York. Um, apparently people there were somehow, um, I, it was still, even when it got to me by my senior year, which would have been six years later after Joey's senior year of high school, um, I think I might have done math wrong um, there, but it's even if it was a few years later, um, it still was in like the early stages of how he was going to utilize this character to, to manipulate more people. Um, and so like the, the impacts on 
me, it, I was able to like see through to this, see through the, this whole issue in less than, you know, a month, I think, if I remember the timeline correctly. But it was like, yeah, it wasn't, it did not take that long for me to so figure when, out. So when he was doing this with you, he yeah. was saying that it was for the playwrights um, theater company. Yes. And was he saying it's like a new show that's coming up? Yeah. And basically wanted you to send pictures and videos for auditions? Correct. Yep. And like, you know, there's so many stories. There's stories of people who he had tried to bulk up with steroids. And there's people where he was, I believe, in the room when they masturbated. Mm -hmm. As I, I, I mean, this is literally something I feel like I would see on Lifetime. Right. Um, so with you, was there, was he trying to get like nudity, nude photos? No, no. So with me, it was just, um, it was just videos that I had sent of the actual script that he had sent me. Um, the script itself is very strange. It has a lot of like, I'm gaining so much power and I'm, I smell bad and I like the smell of my armpits and very like, very like fetishized language mm -hmm. that is, you know, it's not particularly strange for actors to have to read that kind of material. Like that does happen. So it's why like at first a lot of, a lot of us didn't question it. We kind of were just like, yeah, this is, this is where the lens of theater tends to go. Sometimes it tends to be very sexualized. And so, you know, we kind of have to give up that, like, what would freak us out actually, like, in our sexual lives is, like, is the truth to other people. So, and, like, being an actor and, and speaking that truth, like, we just have to play it. Yeah. Uh, oh, my God. This, I don't know. <laughs> it's, I, first of all, I have to say thank you for even talking with me because I know that, you know, I, every I don't want to say everyone people have different levels of sexual trauma and sexual abuse in their life mine has been uncovered in years of therapy and in getting sober and kind of going through what led me down this um things were uncovered that I had totally blocked out so I can't imagine knowing this being told that I don't have enough evidence for anything legal to be done right and then you see this person create an alter ego as her drag persona, which then started getting popular and people are enjoying her. And she has this like wholesome housewives aesthetic mm -hmm. and then gets on a national television show is rumored to probably be the winner. Mm -hmm. And then you have to relive all of this because it comes out. And then a year later you have to, I mean, that, that is, Trauma on top of trauma on top of trauma. Yeah. And yeah. I I don't even, I, you know, it's, I have a hard time not asking about other people's stories um, just because it's as much as everyone's story seems very much the same for me, not the same, but you know, it's the same person. It's this, but she did so many different things. Right. That I almost forget I feel like I need a board of what string connects to who. And um, it's, what did you feel like? I, 
what were you like feeling when you saw that he was becoming a very popular New York City drag figure? I mean, because I feel like as a queen, I feel like he came out of nowhere and all of a sudden everyone was talking about Sherry Pie. Sure, right. And I didn't get it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> um, no, I... Uh, I guess, like, that's that's kind of the, the point of view. It, this question kind of gets to the point of view that I've had over the past couple of weeks. Um, and what has really stressed me out the most in terms of what I am, what I'm trying to negotiate here. So, like, this past week, for example, I have, um, I'm an essential worker right now. So I have a job that um, I've been vaccinated because I'm an essential worker. Um, I have not been able to go to work this week. I have called out of four straight days because I actually have woken up and gotten sick almost every single day um, to a point that I, like, I literally can't be in my place of work. I have lost out on essentially a month of rent at this point because this has been so um, bad for like my mental health and my anxiety and whatnot that this situation has created. Um, so, but I've been trying to negotiate where to go from like my anxiety, obviously something that I need to pay attention to, but at the same time, like if I don't do anything, if I don't speak up right now, what has happened in the past, exactly what I was saying before, of like there were five years where just sitting on information, yeah. knowing that more people were being impacted by this. And so I, I think as I saw, you know, Joey getting bigger in the city, it was just new that, this also was going to be getting bigger too, that, that Allison would be there the whole time. Well, and I think about this, I thought when this all was coming out, because I'd heard, the thing is like, as girls in the scene, we'd all heard weird rumblings of, there was like a bubbling almost. Um, and I, I'm not in the same circle. I didn't work at the same bars. And he was at Stonewall the night of my show and I can't remember who he was with because I was out of my mind. And came into the dressing room to talk for a few minutes. And I was like, because he had, I knew that he had gotten back from the show. So I was like, um, and then when he walked out, I remember looking at my best friend and being like, that's a fucking freak. <laughs> like, you know, when your natural instinct just makes you feel on guard around someone. I that was my initial like I just got goosebumps because I remember just feeling like Ugh, like put yeah. a wall up in between us and I don't know what it was and then it was not long after that I would say two weeks after that that everything started coming out and you know I said this on I interviewed earlier today um Ryan Mitchell who was on Tamron okay. Hall after mm -hmm. Joey, because I really wanted to speak about the race thing. And I feel like I can hold a space for people and have that conversation. But if there is someone who is a black queer person of color, they, I need them in on the conversation. I think it's equally as important as having, you know, the victims have their voice um, because yeah. this would not be the same situation if Joey was not white. Um, and I literally am trying to remember where I was going with this. Because now I'm just everywhere. My mind, were, like you were saying before about Joey walking into walking into your um, dressing room. Yeah, and it was just, 
And I had a friend that I had told me that some issues had happened once this all came out. And I asked him to be on this interview, to do an interview with me. I said, you know, I want to get as many people as I can that will speak. I don't care if it takes up two months of my podcast. Like I'll have every week be a different victim. It's (laughs) worth the stories being out there. And he said no. And I was like, listen, that's your choice. And then it was the dot, dot, dots. And I was like, what's the dot, dot, dots? And then he wrote, because we're still friends. Oh, yeah. And I was like, I, the person that I've had issues in my past with reached out to me recently. And I remember I got breathless and almost dropped my phone. Right. Like, I can't imagine remaining friends with someone. Right. And then them having the privilege of going on a national TV show. This is where I was going with it. Because as Sherry was getting bigger in right. the city and we, you knew of Allison... And you knew all of this had happened, but there was nothing you could do. There almost must have been a moment when she went on the television show that you were like, this has to come to a head at a certain point. This is going to come. This is going to come out. Yeah. And I I think there was, so I was working on a cruise ship as all of this was happening. Um, So I literally posted, um, I was in Antigua when I posted, I had to get off of the ship because like when you work on cruise ships, you have to pay for the Wi-Fi and it's really expensive. (laughs) So like you try to get off at every port that you can so that you can go to like a local bar, just not even like get a drink, just to like get some To check your email. Yeah, basically. So yeah, I had scripted out what I was going to write and I had a friend look over it. Um, and we, we edited through it and um, changed a little bit for storytelling um, in terms of like where things were placed and whatnot. Um, and then I saved it onto my phone, um, got off in Antigua and then I found a bar and looked through, no one had posted anything. I couldn't find anything about Sherry Pie other than she was going on Drag Race. So I was like, oh, that's it. Here we go. Be the first one. So you were the first one. Yeah. That's what I remember because I remember I knew that I was 99% sure you were the first one because I saw it, I remember your photo, I remember your name, and I remember that I commented, I was like one of the first, I think there was like 13 people that had commented, and I said, we are not friends, I do not know you, I believe every word out of your mouth, we stand with you, because when I started seeing people who were like, well, we don't know if this is true, I could have thrown my computer across the room. The fact that anyone has the balls to even second guess a victim of abuse right. is just another layer of abuse. I, I so I definitely I definitely agree with that. And and like in the first couple of um, before the BuzzFeed article was was um, put out, um, and like the BuzzFeed article very much like ended up kind of like quelling all of that conversation because there was like actual investigative reports and then the NBC News article came out afterwards and then the Queerty article and all three of them were just like littered with all of actual like emails and and things that Mm -hmm. made this very obvious. Um, So at that point, that was really when the shift was between people questioning and, and people were asking for receipts about this um, but then the shift happened after that and, and people very much like stayed away from the, they, a lot of people did question the validity of the point that I was saying, but a lot more people were saying like, we stand with you. Yeah. And I, I think, I think the thing that I 
really want to pay attention to is like, so I'm not, ex- like the, the Sherry story is not the exclusive um, predatory story in sexual behavior on drag race. No. Um, and like, we should pay attention to the allegations against Soju because those are damning and scary. And there are lots of people that came out with those. But I think it's also important for us to recognize like the language that happened around a lot of those victims because those were mostly put on Twitter. And I could be wrong about this, but for the most part, people have been really kind to those victims. And I, I really hope that at least like, I want people that watch the story of what happened between me and Sherry to never use that as an example for why they shouldn't come out with their stories too. And I believe I said something about this with Ryan. I said that this sto- Sherry story was the first big the one in the gay scene that I can remember, especially, you know, involving a queen. And this, you know, there's been little things here and there. Queens, you know, some there were overly sexual and people, you know, I get it. Right. Um, but this was the first big one. And I remember saying to someone, and it might not have been Ryan, that I felt horrible for everyone and the reactions that came to them. Mm-hmm. But at the at the same time, it's a stepping stone towards the next story because there's going to be another one and those victims not having the same experience because I think once everyone saw this and then saw how World of Wonder handled it and then saw everything I think the initial we don't believe them we love Sherry those fucking Hannah's in their basement Mm -hmm. took a back seat for a minute because Mm -hmm. you don't disqualify the person who's going to be probably your winner unless Mm -hmm. there's literal just damning and damaging evidence right yep um which kind of brings me to asking about the tamron show the tamron hall show did they contact any of the victims no not even slightly um so the only reason why i tweeted that i had spoken to producers only reason why was because i was able to find one of their executive producers on twitter I messaged them, actually, I shouldn't even say that, my father messaged them on Twitter and basically said like, hey, I like my son is one of the victims of this. And so you found out about, about this on Friday. I found out about this on Sunday because um, Jake Yancey, the, the YouTuber. Yeah, posted I have a, a feeling she'll be getting a hold of this audio. So buckle up. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh yeah, but Jake ended up posting a screenshot of that of um, the poster on Instagram. That's how I found out. Yeah, I got it. Let me see because I remember getting it, and I looked at it, and because I didn't see it everywhere, I was like, "This can't be." Hold on, because Marty Goldcoming sent it to me, um, and she sent it. No, she sent it on Sunday. You're right. I got it Sunday at 10 o'clock. And I remember being like, I was in a fucking AA meeting and I was like, what? Like my mind just went to like, what? And then I, I remember getting mad because I was like, okay, they're using her photo. One, it's a photo of her, it's her, a photo of her in drag, which why are you pushing this? Right. One, two, why are you using her drag name? Why isn't it her legal name? Right. Three, um, I was just thinking in my mind, this is going to be a seven minute segment. It's just some produced shit that he's going to babble an apology at. Right. 
And then there's going to be victims. I, in my mind, it just went hand in hand. There was no way that a reputable journalist is going to have a segment on this of this caliber right. without both sides of the story. And mm-hmm. when it happened, I mean, I have, I don't know where my notebook is, but I have five pages of notes. And one of the last pages just says, where the fuck are the victims? Because it was just mind-boggling to me. And I remember seeing that you tweeted that there was 20 victims that said, don't even do it. Yes, correct. Yeah. And like those 20 victims, they didn't even... So it's really important to recognize how much the Tamron Hall show really screwed this up. So they did not reach out to any one of the victims that I know at all. To a point that I was so upset about the original about the original time that I saw that screenshot on Instagram. So I did the work of actually going back and speaking to all of the victims that I had in my inbox. And the 20 victims are the ones that reached out to me afterwards. And it was after their you words came that forward. No, no, no. After after I had told well, yeah, yeah. So like um, there were 40 victims overall that came forward um, or that had messaged me afterwards, but I had messaged all 40 of them and then 20 of them responded, actually probably for you, but 20 of them responded. And of the 20 people that responded um, after I had told them that they, that Tamron Hall was going to be hosting Joey, um, not a single person is okay with it. So they all were in like different levels of dismay of that happening. I literally so, but, feel like I'm going to start crying. And I don't know why I'm getting so <laughs> emotional about this because it feels so violating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I have to be honest, if these were women, it would not have happened. Yes, correct. If the victims of this, I this is I don't did not expect to like get emotional about this. If the victims of this were females and 20 females had reached out to a television show and said, you cannot, do not air this interview with R. Kelly. Right. They would not have done it, in my opinion. Well, or there would have been a victim side. There would have been something. But because it is gay men. Right. I think the mentality was, nah. And... Yeah, yeah, I absolutely agree. And I, I think if, there's a reason why it was Sherry Pie and it wasn't Joey. It's because people were going to recognize Sherry Pie. So from, from Tamron's perspective, it was very, um, very much like utilizing what was going to be popular and what was going to actually cause controversy as compared to what was going to be journalistic. And so the point that she makes of like going on air and then saying like, you know, we would have done the same thing for R. Kelly. We would have done the same thing for Jeffrey Epstein. I, I think the really important point that she really misses in that is like, there is a very, like a strong journalistic need on both of those cases. After the R. Kelly, like the whole documentary, investigative documentary that covers all of the victims comes out. There is a journalistic need to hear R. Kelly's side of yeah. the story. It's the same thing with Jeffrey Epstein. Jeffrey Epstein does all of these things to these these poor girls. They come forward. They have a full documentary. There is a journalistic need to have his side of the story, even if he comes out and says, no, I don't do this. An important part of having that. 
what Joey offered on screen was the same thing we heard last year. And, from to, be, and to be honest, he'd already said everything anyone needed to hear. He, and, and let me, I, I should also really hyper-focus on this point too. That apology he gave to last year is the same apology he gave to me five years ago. And it did not stop him from doing this from to continuing. more people. That's why I don't it. I don't accept it because I have never seen an actual valid case of him apologizing and then actually applying that apology to his life. And that is obviously true if he has been performing all of last year as which, part of the ECW article. Which I just found out yesterday and literally almost did a backflip. I was sitting in this chair and was like, because I'm not too far from there. And the fact that I didn't know this, I didn't hear it. I mean, this must have been some underground fucking shit. And I do know that her management, her agent or whatever, never left her because one of the girls on 13, I'm not naming any names for this, um, was, I might have already in a Patreon, who the fuck knows, was... um, uh, contacted by them for representation after it was announced she was on this new current season. Right. And she said, are you still representing Joey? And right. they said, yes, because we, you know, we take care of our clients. And that this person said, I will not, um, be rep- I can't have you represent me. Like I don't stand for anything you did. So the fact that she never lost representation, right? the fact that I don't know, somewhere in here, and this is just my gut, there is World of Wonders somewhere swirled up in here, Mm -hmm. allegedly, because you're not going to come for me, kids. (laughs) Allegedly. Um, It it all makes me, and you know, I have a list, literally, I have pieces of paper all over this fucking office of shit that I'm going to compile to ask him. And the first one is, how can you expect anyone to take anything you're saying seriously mm-hmm. or as truth if the day before your fucking first interview your website changes your logo changes okay. everything it is it's disgusting yep. yeah it changes the merch part of her website to coming soon her bio on her website says that she's an advocate for mental health <laughs> oh my god yep mm-hmm. uh, it's just, I feel like there was such an opportunity with the Tamron Hall um, moment. And from what I know, and I am under word to not say a lot about it, I know there was multiple venues this could have gone to. I think choosing Tamron was on all ends a safe bet because Tamron is one incredibly... um, she has a background in journalism and is not going to let things fly off the handle. Sure. Yeah. Um, I just think that the whole point of view of it was completely askew. Yeah. I don't feel I left there with any clarity. Sure. Um, I left enraged. Mm-hmm. And I remember saying to a friend of mine, you better be fucking glad it wasn't me on the other end of that microphone. And yeah. then a few hours later, my phone rang. And I was like, I can't believe this is happening. Um, because there's just so much that's unsaid. And it was painted with such 
fucking watercolors and lilies and beautiful mm-hmm. that I just yeah it I don't know my heart was so heavy for all the victims and I had no idea there was 40 and to be quite honest if there's 40 there's probably 80 yeah yeah um well to to that too I mean Joey said that he's been speaking to three victims and he reached out to two more I don't know who those five people are so like I honestly in hearing that interview is like either you're lying or it's now 45 well I know that there's I personally know that there's one like my one friend has confirmed that, that he told me this happened to him he had receipts and he told me I will not interview because I'm still friendly with him. I don't know what friendly means. This yeah. could just mean if we see each other out, it's a nod of the head. Sure. I, and I'm not, I'm not pressing it. Like if that's how you're going to handle your trauma, that's how you handle it. It yeah. couldn't be me. Yeah. No, me neither. I agree with you. So I guess, did she, do you know, did he individually apologize to everyone or did the blanket Facebook statement count as everyone i mean so here's the thing and and kind of what i was alluding to before too is like if you were able to to call joey out on this if you were able to like figure it out and actually say it to joey's face he's been giving this apology for years now so like um so a lot of us have have gotten this apology already on our own um by having already you know like called him on his shit earlier about like when you figure this out you you put all the pieces together and then you're like what the fuck this is joey and you go to him and tell him i have figured this out what does he say cut paste exactly the same thing he put on his facebook post last year literally word for word pretty much yeah with the exception of the RuPaul part, obviously. But that was like 90% of the apology anyway last year. It, it's flabbergasting to me that there's no, like, I can't believe, I mean, I don't know. That just seems to me like a legitimate sociopath. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, so how many people do you know of that caught on to it and confronted him about it. Um, oh gosh, that confronted him about it. I want to say like at least, at least two or three people. But it's the interesting part is so when he was in Nebraska, he was there for what two months, and he had two victims. And in Nebraska, in two months. Right. And then when he was in New York, he had Danny, but he was saying, Danny said at some point in his interview that he would like keep people away from each other because he would be- Didn't want them to talk to each other about it. Hold on. Right. And he'd have them auditioning separately. So like my, my thing is like- Hold on. Oh no. Here we go. I hate Sim. Okay. There it is. So yeah, you said that she would hold, like, keep people apart from each other. Right. But the thing is, a lot of us would find out because somehow we would get connected. And so that happened in my circumstance when I was in Cortland, where I was one of one of six people at the same time that was all auditioning for different Alice Mossy projects or in some way being catfished by Joey. Um, And so when instead of all six of us individually going and calling Joey out, one of us did. 
And so, and then that one person received that apology that was on Facebook. So what what shocks me even more about all of this is you there's a way he could have gotten away with this almost if he had different people that it wasn't just Allison. But the mm-hmm. fact that Allison was used strictly almost to me was like one of those people that does shit knowing in time they're going to get caught. Mm-hmm. And yeah. there's something to this. And clearly I didn't go to fucking like therapy school, but there is something <laughs> so off about it because mm-hmm. it is so contrived. Yeah. It is when he said on that show that it wasn't sexual, that it was about control. I, mm-hmm. I mean, what is your feeling about that? Did you feel like it was sexual as someone <laughs> on the other end of it? 110%. Exactly what I was saying before. It's like the language was hyper fetishized. Like, and, and the thing is like anyone that knows Joey, like the, the point of his drag, the point of what the lens of Sherry Pie was supposed to be was this 1950s housewife. And it was very much part of like his viewpoint on like having these like big muscular men around him that were supposed to be like his like his husband that he was like providing for. And so like the lens of the the script was not very different from that. And so that that is my point that I'm I've been trying to say for this past year is that like intrinsically Sherry Pie and Allison Mossy are the same same person right they're just different ways to get and they're different names but the actions are the same the same now i don't know if you know any of this i don't did she as sherry the people she kept around her i've never seen a sherry pie show Mm -hmm. i don't like bullshit (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. um but um did she like the people that she worked with mm-hmm. as like her co-host and whatnot? Cause I know at Rebar, she had a co-host. Sure. Did she lure those people in as Allison? And like, were they, were those people victims as well? Yep. Oh my God. <laughs> so Joey as Allison, mm-hmm. as Sherry. Mm-hmm. So she would get to actually physically be around these people that she was mentally I can't. Uh, It's it's really wild to me. Yep. Yeah. And to have it play out on such a like lack of nuanced way on the Tamron Hall show where they don't mention the steroid use, where they don't mention the sexual solicitation, where they don't mention the like loss of property that every single one of us at some level had. It's it was just bizarre. It was it was bewildering. And there is a thing because he said it wasn't sexual; it was control. There is a control thing here. Do you, mm-hmm. I can one hundred percent see that. But mm-hmm. to lie and say this there wasn't a sexual thing here is off. Right. Um, after like in the past year, after everything came out, you posted. Did he ever reach out to you? With anything other than the copy and paste, I'm sorry. Yeah, so he actually, um, he called me within the first, I want to say like 
20 minutes to half hour that I had posted. Actually. Oh my God. Um, so the, <laughs> the funny thing, and this eventually someone called it out on Facebook, but um, because I had, so I found this out about Joey. I obviously blocked him from all of my social media because I never wanted to speak to him again. But as I was saying before, I worked with him professionally and what my stage manager actually asked me to unblock him because they couldn't create Facebook groups with both of us in it. Uh. So I had to unblock him for that contract. And I totally forgot afterwards. To, so like Johnny and I were still Facebook friends. And when he I posted, posted this. And he saw it. <laughs> yeah. So um, at that point, that's when he reached out to me. And he basically just gives me a two minute, there's a two minute voicemail that he left. I have never listened to it. I sent it to uh, my father, actually, and my father listened to it. Um, and apparently for like the first like minute or so, he just talks about mental health. And then eventually he says, I'm sorry, which is why every single time he brings up mental health ever in this conversation, I'm like, that's literally your lens through why you shouldn't be held accountable. The fact that it, there was no apology before that is, you know, says what it needs to say. Right. Um, and in going on the Tamron show, did he reach out to anyone and be like, listen, I'm going on this show? Nope. No. Not any one of us. Not anyone that I know. So clearly we see that he is making the rounds. Um, mm -hmm. And trust me, it was not as something that I immediately said yes to. I literally called people that work for us weekly. I called people everywhere and was like, am I doing the right thing? Like, first and foremost, I need to get victims' voices heard before I give her a platform. Sure. Um, that was number one. Right. Um, and the most important. I didn't, if she would have said she didn't fucking wanted to have the balls to sit down with me, then I would still be asking victims for their stories because I think they need to be told. Yeah. Um, in this, you can tell that there's something behind this. And rather that's that she's tomorrow going to announce a residency in fucking upstate New York somewhere. There's mm -hmm. something behind this. And do you believe um, in time that people, this is going to go on to the point where people just forget about it? Do you think, I personally do not believe he will ever be forgiven in our community. I think that there will be people that do. And mm -hmm. I think there's going to be people that will forever ever that name will leave a stain sure um he has fifty-two thousand followers on instagram he has five thousand people that liked his last post um like there are people that still follow this as tragic as i find that to be and like that is why i specifically have the lens of and and as i said before sherry pie is allison mossy they are connected they are the same thing so as a victim of this circumstance and i know a lot of other victims feel the same way so this is why i'm comfortable with saying this too he needs to stop being sherry pie <laughs> like I, what i also want to like point out to a lot of people have said like are like I don't believe in cancel culture, essentially, but this is different because I'm not canceling Joey. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, this is a figmented part. This is a created character that he could drop at any moment of his life that he chooses to. And, and move on and do something else with your life. 
just cut cut it cut the cut and the don't stuff. don't cut it and then in a year come back as cherry soda like this you i feel like you need to go away yes completely you you deserve a second chance that second chance does not get to be as the same persona in the same no. in the same exact field it gets to be you get to be a bank teller you get to leave and be a part of a different life but this is too tarnished for too many people and the fact that she's gonna and i'd say this not knowing i I believe allegedly that she's going to want to go back slowly into the nightlife scene rather it's here or somewhere else the fact that anyone Mm -hmm. would hire her to be in a LGBTQIA plus safe space Correct. is alarming. Right. Those um, are spaces. I live in New York. I occupy those spaces too. A lot of other victims do as well. So anyone that would offer that to Sherry just like full doesn't believe us. And it, it was shocking to me to see people that were putting hearts on his post. I mean, I was just like... Mm-hmm. And like, I'm going to have to attempt to when I speak with him on Thursday to not just go in with guns blazing because that's <laughs> what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but for, <laughs> I mean, I literally just want to be like, what the fuck's wrong with you? And I, who knows? I might just start like that. Like you, you have all, go for it. You have my consent to do that. It's just like, I'm so (laughs) puzzled by it all. Um, But so you, if you, if he said, I'm done with Sherry Pie, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I'm going to go and work at Christidis, you know, is there a level of forgiveness, a level of forgiveness that can come with that? Or is it just... I don't know if that, if, if that centers around forgiveness at that point, I think it just, it centers around like, um, actually like admitting that our re-traumatization is something that he's paying attention to. And like, that would mean something to me, but that wouldn't necessarily mean that I forgive him for everything. Cause the thing is too, like, for me, this also goes beyond just like what Joey did to me. This is also like, I, as the first person that came forward was also like the most vocal consistently um, because none of us should have had to have done the work that I've done in order to be in the position (laughs) that we're in. But I have consistently like made sure that I spoke out more and more and more and more because I knew that this moment was coming. And if I wasn't prepared for it, that, you know, we, I would have to be completely blindsided by this. Um, but no, I think, I, yeah, I don't I don't know that that's um, forgiveness that I would give him at that point, but it would also be, it would be, um, well, the, the point that I was getting into in that was like, it is not exclusively about like the specific circumstance with, with um, Allison Mossy that I had. It's more, it's also about like, the fact that because you were on Drag Race and people fell in love with that personality, then my existence as the person that spoke your truth actually became in some way like 
me taking away sherry pie from people. Mm-hmm. And so I, you know, had I had people from like fans of Drag Race sending me death threats throughout the year. Like that happened. And that was also traumatic in its own experience that shouldn't have happened. But because yeah. of what Joey did at some point, that is also, that is his fault. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, this all stems back. I mean, Allison, Sherry, Drag Race, it all stems back when you trickle it down to one individual. Yes. Um, And it's scary to me putting together these pieces of how uh, alike they are. Um, You know... I think a very important question that was asked was, do you think more people are going to come forward from the Tamron Hall thing? Um, I think the question that should have been asked is, if you didn't go on Drag Race and get caught, would you still be doing it? Yes. And that question will be asked. Um, Because I don't, and don't lie to me, (laughs) because (laughs) it won't be cute. Um, Mm -hmm. I just... I feel like it was almost like a child that got their hand caught. And now they went to time out for a minute. Mm-hmm. And now they get to come back out and they slowly start getting their toys back. Yep. And it's not, it doesn't sit well for me that as gay people who don't feel safe in a lot of places, we're going to have someone who is a admitted right. sexual predator right. being hired to work in our spaces, because if this was a African-American man who had done this to women, they would not be hired back into the spaces or a space. Right, right, absolutely. And it's, for me, it's just, I can't tell you how sorry I am that people are even fathoming hiring him back into these spaces. Right. And I guess, so I don't take up your whole night because I feel like I truly could talk to you for 12 hours. Okay, I could talk Um, for a long time too. (laughs) Well, trust me, I'm sure this isn't over. I'm sure there's going to be more. Um, What, I'm sure there's just shit that you have wanted to say and you want people to know Mm -hmm. and that I might not have gone to. So if there's any of that, I think this is the perfect place because I think this is going to get, listened to by many people and people that might not have known the other side of this. They only know Sherry was taken away from drag race and we missed out on it. She's so great. Well, she's not. Right. No, not at all. So if there's anything that was left out that you feel is important and you know, anyone else that hasn't, I haven't contacted to share that you want to sh- say for everyone, no, I, go for it. I, I mean, I, I think this has been pretty thorough um, on your job. So, so good job. <laughs> but uh, I, I, I do want to, the one thing that I want to stress is that this shouldn't be used as an example for other, other victims to not come forward. No. That like, this is a weird anomaly. This is a weird, you know, where my perpetrator has just like the strange enough story that like it somehow loses the grasp of other people. It has where it needs to be like, you know, thoroughly explained and all of these things. There are weird parts of this that put it on this platform as consistently as it has throughout the year. And so like, I don't want people to see this story and ever 
use like what we've been through and how we've been consistently re-traumatized with this story as a way to not come forward. I mean, as I said at the beginning of this, the fact that it's just been abuse on top of abuse on top of abuse on top of trauma, it, it is. Yeah, it's been a little too much. And, you know, I hate to say it, I don't think it's going to end for a minute. I think that as long as she's continuing this rebranding, this story is going to keep getting told. But what's different this time is that the victim's voices are going to get heard. Yes. Because that was missing last time. You guys got your Facebook and you got a BuzzFeed article. Like, the power of social media is big. The power of... I think people were so upset of not knowing the stories mm-hmm. from anyone but Sherry. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think, I think, I hope, and I pray that this has a different um, end game for you guys this cycle around, because I do think this is going to get another big circle i mean you're seeing it now it went on tamron i call i emailed you like you're gonna people are gonna start wanting to speak because it's never been a thing that a sexual predator admits to being a sexual predator and they get to integrate back into normal life yeah yeah i mean i i know personally um I'll, i'll say this on the record too there are four different national media sources that were all reached out to by joey's pr team that instead turned around and reached out to the victims and had us speak instead. Which is what's necessary. Yeah. And we're gonna talk a little bit off of this because (laughs) I'm not outing everyone's fucking business. Right. Because I don't, what I don't need is a lawsuit and neither do you. Um, But I just, you know, I want you to know as a victim of this because it's so important to me that if one victim had said, I don't want you to speak to her, I would never would have. Um, and I'm handling it as delicately as I can to tiptoe the line of giving her this platform. And also there's accountability that hasn't been taken. Right. And if Tamron Hall's not going to fucking do it, my gay ass is. And right. I think, and what I've heard from her team is that it being a gay it me being gay me being queen to queen it's giving i i don't know i was told that he knows there's no questions off limit that he knows that i'm going for it i made sure i want him to know i'm not attacking this isn't coming from a place of anger and hatred it's coming from a place of disgust um and I think there needs to be accountability other than a PR copy and paste apology that needs to be taken. Um, So I just want to say thank you so much for even speaking with me. I can't imagine what you guys have gone through and continue to go through. Um, And anytime you want to get on here and have your voice heard, you know how to get a hold of me and I will be more than glad to speak with you because I think it's incredibly important because there's so many things that we could have gone into, like the mental health side of what you've gone through. Mm-hmm. You know, having to call out of work because you don't feel good because of what's going on mentally is big. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so just thank you and know that 
me and all the girls I talk to that are my good friends and all of my friends are just behind you guys and we'll do whatever we can to make sure your voices are heard and the light is shine shown shining on the right area of this this time around i super appreciate it thank you of course all right let me turn this shit off 